Hey there, and welcome to Unabashed You. We're here to encourage you to become who you already are through inspiring conversations with extraordinary everyday people like you and me. We have courage to show up in our own lives, believing in ourselves more, unapologetic for who we are. Feeling generous? Consider leaving a review, subscribing, and or sharing episodes. It matters. That algorithm is a real thing, and we do this with support from you. Find us at unabashedyou.com for episodes, blogs, social media links, and to be on our email list. When in doubt, type in unabashedyou to find us. And now for the woman who can't wait to know just a little bit more about you, Rochelle Condi now. Emily Bruning is singing because she is filled with joy. Happiness is great, but joy is better. It's deeper and it's lasting. She's made the best out of a pivot and changed course from the inside out. She had a restaurant job she was good at and worked with people she enjoyed, but there was that returning feeling that something was missing. I miss theater, was what she realized. Emily could have settled. Instead, she listened to the nudge and did something about it. Hello, Emily, and welcome back to the show. Hi, thank you so much, Rochelle. It's good to be here. Oh, it's wonderful. You've been on before, and it's it's always fun to have a returning guest because we can kind of uh, get to know you a little more and uh, have ourselves a good, a good, wonderful conversation. Absolutely. I'm realizing it's it'll be interesting to kind of go back through my episodes and just see where I was at each point in my life, you know? Right, so I, right. Definitely can feel the growth. I'm, I see the trajectory. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, you know, I mean, yes, we all have a story and then we all have all these chapters within our story. So mm. depending on when we chat, you know, things have changed, they've shifted, what have you. So, uh, yeah, let's get to know you a little bit more. What was a favorite TV, uh, TV show either now or when you were growing up? So I'm going to go with now. I'm very much into anime. And there is a show called Demon Slayer, and it's like (laughs) the cutest, funniest, but also like most heroic anime that I have been watching. I mean, maybe not like among the most, but it's just it's so streamlined. I love the storyline. So that's been my recent uh, obsession. I'm all caught up. So until the next season comes out, whenever that is. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I'll have to mention that to Sean and see if if he's seen it or knows about it. (laughs) He likes that too. All right. Your biggest crush growing up. This is always fun to hear. So I always had a tendency to crush on my best friends, um, whoever those were at the time in elementary, middle school, high school. But if we're talking celebrity crushes, oh, it, totally, I, it doesn't matter. I loved Taylor Lautner for a very oh, long time. Okay. And ever since he was Shark Boy, I loved him when he was Shark Boy. And then he became the wolf man from twilight and everyone else started obsessing over him, but I liked him first. That's so. right. You got him first. That's um. so true. I totally, <laughs> I understand that completely. <laughs> he was yours first. Yeah. He was. <laughs> yeah, obviously. And uh, what's the thing you're most afraid of kind of, uh, kind of on the irrational side. On the irrational side, I would probably say loud, sudden noises. Ooh. Um, 
I sometimes not even sudden, you know, just like loud noises. So obviously no one likes to hear other people yelling or raising their voice. Um, For me, it feels more like fight or flight when that happens. But more than that, super randomly toilet flushes that are just above and beyond, you know, like, (laughs) yeah, you have your home ones, but the ones that are like the company indestructible toilets and they just go off and you just feel like there's an alarm sounding. It's yes. yeah, things like that. freaks me out. Not going to lie. Um, so that's probably yeah. the most irrational. Well, you probably have. have a really sensitive system so that, mm. you know, you're, you're, so do you, do you find that you, you jump and you, do you jump and startle easily anyway? I don't think so. No. Okay. All um, right. I'd like to say, I mean, I think we'd all say we're all cool, calm, and collected at all times. But um, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm definitely on the more energetic side. But it's not. Well, I'm gonna think about that. I don't have the answer right now. But okay, no, I, no, that's fine, and, you, and you don't have to. But I'm just. I think for myself, I get what you mean. There's that certain kind of toilet flush that just makes you jump, you know, yeah. and certain loud noises. I would say for me as well. But I would take it for me anyway, a step farther. I feel like um, I know I'm sensitive. And when certain things happen, I I will kind of like, ah, or maybe I'm over, like overstimulated. There are too many noises coming at me at the same time. And that's like a parallel kind of an interest. And it's not really a fear, but I just notice like, oh my gosh, somebody's got the radio on loud, the dishwasher's going, the blender's going. It's like too i love that i want to write down that word is it a sensitivity i think that's yeah. really and okay. you can be sort of sensitive in a sensory sense mm-hmm. <laughs> sensitive in a sensory sense yeah and i've learned that about myself uh, as i've uh proceeded and been in this life for a long long time <laughs> yes exactly Okay, that's a fun one. And that's interesting to maybe discover that about yourself, sort of this mm. whole sensory side of things. A random fact most people would not know about you. There are so many things beneath this surface, <laughs> Rochelle. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, I have so many hobbies, so many things. Um, but one of the most noteworthy things that I think really kind of shaped who I am, um, I am a two- time cancer survivor so uh when I was two with neuroblastoma um that didn't look like it was going to be a happy ending did you say two as in you were two years old when you had neuroblastoma oh my gosh so I like hardly remember it I like to say that my parents probably remember it way I mean they definitely remember it way better than me but I feel like they probably went through more of the emotional like scary side of it than oh I ever gosh. had to do. So I'm, yes. yeah, that, that was tough. Um, and then at 25, uh, I had colon cancer. So, uh, nip that in the bud though. And we are happy and healthy in remission now. That's so. so wonderful. Yes, that is wonderful. That is very good news. Oh my goodness. We're, <laughs> I, I'm, and I'm just curious cause, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a curious person. Were the cancers completely different ones? I mean, I understand they were in different parts of the body, but were they just completely different cancers? They they were definitely different cancers. Um, however, the first cancer, uh, they had a lot of radiation. It was a solid cell tumor in my abdomen. Um, and basically, there was just a ton of radiation. I had like six rounds of chemotherapy. Um, and the radiation in particular, though, that is 
known to cause cancers later on in life. And so uh, they were going to start checking me because I had an oncologist that I was seeing regularly. Um, gosh, this like second cancer is such a whirlwind because it was such a random like by chance thing that it was mm. found. Um, it was like an upset stomach that I was like, no, I think I want to go to the ER. And then it's unheard of that they would tell you in the ER, like first thing you, we found cancer. Um, really? Wow, that yeah. is. So they, we went through with it. My primary doctor was like, no, you know, you're probably just bloated. Got rid of that guy after we found out it was actually cancer. Um, oh but anyway, I kind of digress a little bit, but uh, they were separate, but it was to be expected. Um, given my age, they were just going to give me a couple more years before they started really looking for that kind of thing. Um, so it was just by chance that we found it when it was only stage two. So we didn't yes. uh, have it yes. escalate too much. It was, it was rapid. It was fast growing. Um, so wow, really, really blessed with that last one. <laughs> well, and I, I think it, it's such a good message and a reminder to listen to your own body mm. and you know, something is not right. This, do you know what I mean? When you have that yeah. sense, I don't know what this is, but I just know that something is not right. And to, you, I know you already know this, but it, it just is so important to, that we say to advocate for yourself because nobody, typically nobody else is going to do it for you the way you can do it for yourself, right? Yeah. I mean, you might have a mother if you're a minor or a husband or a best friend or whatever the situation is, you still need to learn to advocate for yourself. It is so, so important. Mm. Like you said, you got rid of the one doctor. He wasn't, he wasn't listening. He wasn't yeah. paying attention. And you know, no, you know, we're not dissing him, but he he missed mm-hmm. it. He missed it. Yeah. And you you knew something is going on. This is not right. So that is really such an important message, I think, to to get out there. Cause you you hear about this sort of thing where people just like, oh, well, and he said this and he sent me home. But like if you know. Something is not right. You've got to be, gosh, that darn squeaky wheel. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Well, I knew you were a cancer survivor, but I didn't have kind of this sort of information. So I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm really, um, I feel really honored that you would, you know, share this with me and with our listeners. I mean, that it's that, that being vulnerable and transparent and one, something that I highly value both of those things. And so, when I see that in other people, I just, I stand and, and I'm so grateful for that because I think we all need to do more of that. Mm. More, 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 more. What okay. advice would you give to your 10 year old self? I would say. Stop looking at the people around you and stop comparing yourself to the people around you and you should be comparing yourself to the person you were yesterday oh my Uh, gosh and to the goal should be and this is something that I'm pulling from like all of these resources I feel like I've been diving into the last year two years but you should be one percent better than yourself yesterday or how can you ask yourself how can you be one percent better than you were yesterday um, and I think that would have been very invaluable advice when I was younger. Um, obviously, I made it just fine. I'm exactly who I'm supposed to be. But uh, <laughs> yeah. just knowing that when I was little, I think it would have gotten rid of a lot of like the self-doubts, you know. Um, right. A lot of just the uh, 
image, like the self-image, you know, I made a stronger self-image there. Right. Yeah. Self-doubt and a stronger self-image. Absolutely. And I, I think that's part of why I really like this platform and being able to have these conversations is because, uh, you know, talking about how we thought of ourselves then, how we're learning to think of ourselves now is, is a, is a, really necessary sort of evolution in Mm. becoming, you know, all that we're, we're meant to be while we're here. I mean, you know, we're not supposed to be sort of, um, you know, sort of two dimensional versions of who we are. We're meant to just be, you know, fully expanded and fully who we're supposed to be and do, (laughs) do the thing we're supposed to do because then we're all so much better off unabashed you. That's right. That's <laughs> right. You know it. All right. Well, I love all that. So see, I love these conversations. So good. Okay. So the deep dive. And so I know that you have done quite a few pivots as, as we all do, but, it, and is there a particular pivot you'd like to talk about? Cause we're in a pivot series right now, a sort of a change of direction, how you managed it and what, what you are learning or have learned. So I love hearing this because I have just had a massive pivot inside my life. Um, (laughs) And I like, I am singing all the time now. I'm just so grateful that I made this change and I went for it. And it's, I'm really seeing the fruits of my um, effort at this point. Um, So basically I was working as a restaurant floor manager for a year and a half. And this is because, I mean, I had always had restaurant experience, but during COVID in particular, I threw myself into it because it was just an outdoor venue. There was nothing else open. I clearly couldn't do youth theater like I had loved doing at that time. Right. Um, There just wasn't a platform for theater at that time. And I wasn't really motivated to start doing that online. So I'm very much like a person, like connection kind of. I'm very much in tune to connecting in person. So Going into this restaurant, I worked my way up server, bartender, and they saw that I had a really, um, I had a good hand in creating efficient systems there. And so they offered me a management position um, at a place next door. So it was another, it was a different, it's a mother company, um, but the, that individual restaurant, it was a different type of restaurant than the one that they were having me manage. So um, I moved over there and I was kind of like the, the junior of the management team, but I kind of quickly proved myself, but I digress. Um, I was there for you. I love digressing. Digressing is great. (laughs) That is the program. (laughs) Um, I was there for a year and a half though. And about a year into it, I just kind of started realizing I was asking myself a lot, what am I doing here? Mm. Um, and I was like, well, like, I, I like the people that I work with and I like hospitality and I've been doing this for so long. I'm good at it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then as that question kind of kept haunting me, like, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? I, I kind of realized, you know, sometimes being good at something isn't enough, you know, yes. you have to have that passion for it. And I got to a point where I realized I'm just not passionate about food and I'm not passionate about serving people in a restaurant like I it's 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 impossible to not be passionate about food but then be passionate about people's experience with their food you know like there's just a disconnect at that point so I realized that disconnect and I was like well I'm not going to start getting passionate about food and I miss theater I miss the arts that was my major that was literally everything that I was doing I was performing I was instructing on a stage I was 
um, doing some sort of like youth theater, you know, with you, right. that's our connection. And right. I missed all of that. And I, I had to get brave and I had to ask myself, you know, I don't have a plan yet, but I know that this environment is eating me alive now because it got mm-hmm. to the point where I'm just dwelling on it. And I'm sitting in it. I'm not happy. And so this is like a, like a four month process, you know, but, right. um, I actually, I have a little journal entry, if I may. Um, sure, yes. And this is from my previous journal. I am a huge fan of journaling. So to everyone listening, go buy a journal. It doesn't have to be something that you do like five pages a day. Like if you do half a page a day, at least just write three things you're grateful for. Okay, oh, um, yes. that's my side rant. So yes. uh, <laughs> back to my journaling. Um, it's also a great <laughs> way to reflect. So reflecting now. April 1st, I've spent the last two and a half hours listening to the Law of Attraction theme speeches on my Spotify playlist, and after two hours, I feel unstoppable. I look at the clock, and it's 444, which means protection. (laughs) I'm thinking in my brain, I want to give this place everything, but yeah, I kind of go on through a digress, but it's like, I want to give this place everything, but I'm realizing that it's not letting me grow towards any of my future goals in working in theater, in line dancing, creativity, etc., and I understand and I need to be surrounded by people with similar goals in order to attract those goals into my life for the higher good of all concerned. Mm-hmm. And jump one month later, I put in my notice um, and it was right before I was going to have a couple of different events for line dancing. So that was how I managed that. I, I know the money was definitely tough. I had enough saved. Um, and I honestly kind of didn't. I'm in a lot of debt right now, but like I'm so much happier now and I know I'm paying it off. <laughs> but yeah. this, this is the leap, you know, that is the pivot. Right. That is, that's like exactly what we do it for. So I'm um, keeping my eye on the prize. I was just enjoying everything that I was doing and I realized, okay, like this is, this is where I want to go. And so it was a daily conversation of, okay, I'm enjoying my line dancing. I'm enjoying being able to do these events and these weddings and these private lessons. And I like making that impact on these people, but I need something. I'm I'm still missing something. And so I literally went on a job website and just typed in theater and started to see what would pop up. And there were a couple of things I was interviewing for that I was a little bummed that I didn't get. But um, fast forward, there was a dance instructor for kids that came up on Indeed. And I was super excited for it. I went for it. They looked at my resume and they said, we have a position that we haven't even posted yet for a manager and you have that experience. Would you be interested in applying for that as well? Um, and at first I wasn't sure, you know, and that's okay. That's part of the whole thing. But I, I really kind of reflected with it. I sat with it and I said, you know, this might be a really good opportunity. And they're saying that I'd still be able to do the dance aspect. I'd still be able to do a little bit of the creativity that I so desire and crave as an artist. And Mm -hmm. I would also be able to help with the efficient systems part, you know, like I love problem solving. And I realized at that point, I like had, had not realized this yet, you know, like these realizations come as you just live it day by day. But I realized I love problem solving and that's why I loved hospitality for so long. But I realized Mm -hmm. I didn't like having to solve problems for people when I know that they could do it. Or I didn't like having to solve problems that were being created by people that just like didn't want to have a solution at all. Um, Like they are, they just like, they couldn't be pleased. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm realizing at this place, like these problems that I'm solving, like 
it's very much for the uh, benefit and the impact of all the people involved, especially as a teacher, you know, like I'm teaching kids now and I miss that. Um, I can <laughs> really so see like where my problem solving yeah. impact is. So uh, I just learned that you really have to trust yourself. And that all goes back to my fun fact about myself, like being a two-time survivor, but really trust yourself and you're not going to know all the answers and you don't need to know all the answers. That's the point. You just have to trust Mm-hmm. that there is something there for you there is always something greater for you um so and being able to differentiate what is what is the system and what like when it's the system and when it's just searching for success like we're not supposed to just be looking for success like how can I be successful because that was me at the restaurant you know like I I knew I was good at it so I knew it could be successful but it wasn't fulfilling but when you are mm-hmm. looking for the um I already forgot the word, the system, the system you that go. you're yeah. trying to work on. When you work on that system, you are not doing it for the success of it. You are doing it for creating the habit. And that habit was going to lead you to the fulfillment, which is going to lead you to the success. Um, wow. Look at you go. Yeah. I think you should write a book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm just like, there's, I have a book sitting next to me in bed. That's like my other routine. Oh, make a routine, everyone. Um, this is my other rant. Uh, find <laughs> get, get myself. I can't even take myself seriously but find a routine yes. like I have a, my morning routine is as soon as I wake up I read a little bit from this book of wisdom and if you want to listen to a podcast first thing in the morning just listen or do something that you can draw inspiration from daily and then um I have a plan for just what I want to get done with my day and then blah 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 get through the day at the end of the day <laughs> journal journal half a page one page minimum somewhere in there even if it's just three things you're grateful for three things you're proud about um for that day three things that you learned about yourself or about the people around you just something that you can look back on later and be like ah yes as a reminder to reflect on see where your starting point was beautiful beautiful look at all those just <laughs> all those beautiful tips just and, and it's more than just like a tip these are strategies these are philosophies mm-hmm. these are yes. life practices eh, and yes. these are things that you know we put them out there and hopefully somebody can grab you know one or two or more Something, and that's kind the of, whole point yes, yes it's like you're not gonna point. love everything I just said you might not like anything I said but there's gonna be someone else on this podcast that you're like wow I really relate to that and that's yes. the human existence that's just that's how we right. are so that's exactly right that is exactly right and that's that's you know in large part why I do this, I I get as much inspiration as whoever might be listening to this receives. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, I think that's, you were talking about connection. For me, that's this having this connection, having this conversation, and being able to, you know, share and exchange life and mm-hmm. what we're learning and going through is so for me it it is yes it's inspiring but it's also invigorating and it's also sustaining because then I like oh yes that's right the three things I'm grateful for you know there's just it's kind of like we need to hear things Mm -hmm. I I, you know I you know over and over again really because just different things hit you differently at different times and Mm -hmm. certain things you kind of bring into 
you know, your life practice and other things like maybe float away for a time and maybe come back. I mean, it's, it's all, it's, it's all the process. And I really like what you were saying about system versus success. Um, I, let me see if I can figure out who actually started talking about that. I wrote it down in my journal um, because I just thought that that was the most wonderful thing that I'd read. Um, da, 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 da. When you work on a system, it, you create a habit. Is that what you said? And then the habit it's, leads you to success? Yes. So it's like when you when you work on the system, you're creating the habit. And the habit is what leads to fulfillment, which leads to success. Um, I, uh, I want to find it's this, okay. It we so can, yeah, inspiring. it's okay. It's all right. We'll plug we it can. in somewhere. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah, somewhere, yeah. Maybe yeah. in my like yeah. social media or something. But yeah, man, wonderful, really, really wonderful. I mean, you, you've, and you know, isn't that kind of the whole point? I mean, we're not, we don't come as babies and then we're done. I mean, the whole idea is to to live and to learn and to experience and to process. And I love the number of time. I mean, you've used that word reflect and it's really hitting me in a really great way this mm. morning. Just that idea of reflecting, of just, you know, sitting in something for a minute and just thinking about it and let it wash over you and decide what you think and how you feel about things. Mm-hmm. And the point you make about things being a process, the fact that, you know, you knew something wasn't quite right. It took you some some reflection and some mm-hmm. processing time to reach that place of, you know, I'm good at this, but that doesn't mean it fills me the way if I get back to my passion and I can take, you know, it's kind of like you have a love for admin systems, mm-hmm. processes, procedures, and you have a love for creativity and theater. So it sounds like this position you have now, it sort of has merged them all together in the most beautiful of ways. And I feel so blessed. Like I, I cannot say that enough. I just feel so valued. I feel so excited to go into work knowing that I'm, you know, making making it better than when it was and then like when I had gotten into it. And so, um, and then just all the different like kids and like their families, like the lives that I'm like actually impacting with this, you know? So it's, it's definitely an honor to be here. <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah, Is there crazy. anything else as we wrap up our wonderful conversation? Um, is there I, anything you feel like you didn't get to say? Anything that got left out? I just want to recap that the reflection part is important. The process part, the creating the system is important. And everyone go journal, go journal and start like a small morning routine, whatever that looks like. Um, something to rely on. It's the system, right? That Yes, a system. Exactly. <laughs> You've got the morning system and then the closing down the day system. Mm-hmm. And don't yes. look at your phone during any of that time. Okay. That's yes. <laughs> yes. You know, I know it's just, it's such a, it's become, it's a habit, isn't it? And then mm-hmm. for some of us, it's it's more than a habit. It's really, dare I say, an addiction. I mean, yeah, I mean we, we get our, a lot of us get our worth from it. I mean, I, I still get my worth from it, you know, but I've realized if I can at least unplug an hour after waking up and then an hour before bed, then I just feel 
more like myself throughout the day. Um, and obviously limiting throughout the day too, you know, I'm at work, so it's not like I can be looking at it all the time, but right, right. Just reminding myself, whatever it is, it's really not that important. It'll feel important. It'll feel urgent, but it's not important. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's so true. <laughs> so just like being able to differentiate that, that's a Tony Robbins thing. Um, differentiating like the importance from the urgence and then you categorize it that way. Like what's not important and not urgent, what's not important and urgent. And like, that's the bottom of the pack. You don't want to deal with any of those. <laughs> that's your emails. That's like your email from a subscription that you never go to anymore anyway. Like, um, oh, well, I have to check my emails. No, it's just Etsy texting you again about the product <laughs> that you were looking at five days yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah. <laughs> well, that's good stuff. Well, thank you so much, Emily. As, as always, I, I learned from you and I'm so grateful that we uh, stay connected and I, I get to peek in to your life and see all these wonderful things you're doing. And I'm so grateful for the time we had working together. And um, I I just, I wish you more, more and more of what makes you, you. Thank you, Rochelle. You, you really were a huge impact on where I am now. Like, just your support and your love and your ability to just make people feel like the best versions of themselves is just incredible. So I've, al- I've always seen that in you. Oh, that's so sweet, Emily. Thank you. You've made my day. I feel <laughs> I feel very clear. I mean it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. That's so sweet. All right. Well, uh, we will be in touch soon. And thank you so much. I'm very grateful for you to take the time because I know time is becoming just more and more precious. Hmm. well it was a pleasure and hopefully everyone listening can keep listening to this podcast because it's got so many wonderful people on it so thank you thanks emily enjoy your day all right (laughs) bye First, she started by asking herself some hard questions. Then she wrote about them to get clearer on the answers. Emily took a leap of faith. She didn't have all the answers. That is where trust comes in. Once again, she chose theater because this was the missing piece, where her heart always was. She set that goal and kept after it until she made it happen. All along the way, she created routines that helped her get there, one for the morning and one at night. These habits help build and provide direction for her. They have brought her the joy that results in singing all the time. And now a closing prayer. God, may we find the things that make us sing because the joy is too much for our bodies and hearts to contain. And in doing so, may we share it with others. Help us to create routines in which we can better understand who we are so that we have much to give, thereby increasing their joy along with our own. Amen. All right, y'all. Get out there. Be yourself. Do not be apologetic for who you are. Be you.